1: We have been preaching through Psalm chapter 23, and we call it the GOAT, G O A T, greatest of all time. That Psalm chapter 23 might be the greatest uh, chapter in the entire Bible. And uh, it's been read more, quoted more uh, throughout the ages. If you have been with us through our study, this is week five, you will have noticed that there's a shift in the middle of this chapter. This psalm begins, it's like everything's rosy-dozy. It's calm, it's lovely, it begins with I have no worries, I have a shepherd, I get to take naps, I get to lie down in green pastures, I get to rest next to quiet streams, my soul is refreshed and restored, life is like a picnic. I get to lounge around, no worries, no cares, no stress. The shepherd is taking care of everything. And then we come to verse 4, which was last weekend. And if you were here, everything changes in verse 4. I wake up from my nap, and I find myself in the valley of death. Dark shadows, fears, danger, life-threatening circumstances. And today, we come to verse 5. I'm surrounded by enemies. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just two weeks ago, I was napping. Laying down by some quiet waters, the Lord taking care of everything, not a single care in the world, and now I find myself in the valley of death surrounded by enemies. I want to ask you have you ever been there? One day, everything is like going great in your life, and the very next day, everything comes crashing in. You lose your job your spouse files for divorce you have a loved one who dies you fall off the wagon depression sweeps over you you wake up and you wonder where did the blue skies and the green grass go and and where did the shepherd go and why did my circumstances change and where is god and why is this happening to me Well, we're going to study verse 5. David, who wrote this 23rd Psalm, gives us three beautiful pictures. I hope you're taking notes. Picture number one that David gives us is a prepared table. A prepared table. Everybody say, table. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. This is like a change of scene like in a movie. We were out there in a field, and now we're at a feast. We're no longer on a trail. We're now at a table. Kind of an odd change, but not really. You see, whenever a shepherd would lead the sheep to a green pasture, the shepherd would always go ahead of the sheep and find a safe place for the sheep to feed. Shepherds would call this a good table land. That's what they called it. A table land, a good table land. And that's why he uses this phrase: you prepare a table for me. Let me tell you why this is important for the sheep, because talked about this in previous weeks, that if a sheep was, was scared, and they get scared over anything, if a if a sheep was frightened, they would not eat because they were fearful. And so the shepherd would go out ahead of the sheep and he would find a field, locate a field, and then the shepherd would prepare it. He would drive out all the enemies. He would clear out any dangerous spots. He would look for any poisonous plants that needed to be avoided. They, he would drive off if there were wolves or, or wild animals. And the shepherd make sure that there was nothing in that field that could possibly harm those sheep. And that's what God does for us. There are three small but important details concerning the table. Detail number one is God is the one who sets the table. David said, you, O God, prepare this table. If you read this carefully, you'll see that God doesn't call Grubhub... He doesn't hire a caterer. No, God himself is the one that sets up everything for his flock. You know, if you were to come over to my house, we have this one room. We have a big table in there. We never even go in that room. That table is never, we use it twice a year. Twice a year. We use it at Easter and we use it at Thanksgiving. And it just sits empty. There's nothing on it. Now, from time to time, not very often, we'll have guests that will come over to our house. And it's amazing that when the guests get to our house, that table is set perfectly. I guarantee you we've never had a single guest come over to our house and then we ask the guests to set the table. No, it is set when they get there. And I'm not the one who sets it. My children are not the one who sets that table. Take a guess. When the guests come over to our house and that table is perfectly set, guess who it was to set that table? My wife. She's sitting down here on the front row. Give, her, give the wifey a hand. You say, well, why don't you set it? Well, because if I set it, there would be paper plates on that table. And I wouldn't know where the napkin goes on what side or the fork or the knife or the spoon. I, I, I wouldn't know any of that stuff. I don't even know where the napkins are, to be honest with you. <laughs> but just as when the guests arrive, everything is perfect, everything is prepared. In the same way, God has prepared life for you and everything you need, God provides for you in this life. The table, write this down. The table is for you. This table of goodness, this table of, of, of sustenance, this, this table that has everything you need that God, God set, He set it all up. He set it up there for you. You matter to God. I want you to thank Chuck E cheese How many of you ever know what you've been to Chuck E Cheese at one time in your life? Okay. So, you 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 know your your son or daughter's having a birthday party. When you get there, they've got a a room or a table that has your child's name which says that everyone is there to honor this special guest. Your son or your daughter. Everything is there and everything is set. And this psalm, Psalm chapter 23, the table has not been prepared by your parents. This table has not been prepared by your spouse. This table has not been prepared by a giant rat named Chuck. (laughs) This table has been set by Almighty God Himself And your name is at the head of the table. You are the honored guest. God has done that for you. That's what you mean to God. And write this down quickly. Even though there may be enemies around, the sheep are not in danger of any kind. So as you walk through this valley called the shadow of death, Enemies are everywhere. You have a personal shepherd who has provided everything and who protects you at all cost. We learned last week your personal shepherd has this rod. It's like a baseball bat. And he's got this staff. And he's like, he's not like just a shepherd. He's like a ninja shepherd. And he has this rod and this staff and he fights off all the enemies in your life, all the things that you think are out to get you. He gets rid of all those enemies. And while he's fighting off the enemy, he's a ninja shepherd, he's fighting all this. He's preparing a table for you in the midst of all your enemies. Picture this scene. Picture it. You're in, you're, you're in uh, Death Valley. You're, your enemies are surrounding you. They're out for blood. And normally on your own, you wouldn't stand a prayer of a chance. But your personal ninja shepherd sets a table for you and lets you eat at peace. And all your enemies can do is watch. Because they can't harm you. They cannot harm you. And, you know, there's a lot of symbolism and prophetic stuff in this chapter when you study it. Because who is our greatest enemy? Satan. And Satan is out to kill still and to destroy. And David says, I have a shepherd. And even though I've been in a rough patch or you know you're in a dark place... God says, I still want you to be able to sit down, have a good meal, feel my love, feel my provision, know that I still got your back, nothing's going to harm you, relax, I'm here to make you feel honored and blessed while you're eating, even though you're surrounded by enemies, the good shepherd is going to take care of you and allow you just to have a good day. You say, how do you know know all that's true? Well, because of picture number two. Here's picture number two. David said that his head was anointed with oil. Everybody say oil. You anoint my head with oil. Now, this is very symbolic, but it's very factual. And what I mean by that is that Over in the Middle East, the shepherds who have sheep, they literally, literally anoint their sheep with oil. You say, well, I never knew that. It's because you're not a shepherd. But a shepherd factually, literally would take oil and pour oil on the head of every sheep. Now, You say, well, why would they do that? Well, for three reasons. One is for medicinal purposes. To keep certain insects and parasites from the sheep. It worked as a repellent. One of the greatest dangers to a sheep, this is going to freak some of you out, is a thing called a nose fly. You say, what's a nose fly? Well, it's exactly what you think it is. It's a fly that would go up into the nose of the sheep, and it would lay eggs, and the larva would get into the brain of that sheep. And uh, if you you looked and were, were paying attention, you'd see a sheep over by a rock just banging his head on a rock because of the larva that had grown inside that sheep's brain. And so one of the ways that a shepherd took care of that was he would take oil And he would pour it on the head of that lamb. And the the oil would come down and he would kind of rub it on the nose. And that oil around that lamb's sheep's nose would keep the nose fly out of his nose. Well, you could baptize me in oil if it kept the nose fly out of my nose. How many of you can uh, give a testimony to that? But oil was also used for cuts and sores like Salve or an ointment, it would soothe and it would heal. Secondly, write this down for relational reasons. Let me explain. The shepherd deeply cared for his sheep. It didn't matter if he had 25 sheep or if he had 250 sheep. Every night, the shepherd would take his sheep and he would put them in what's called a sheepfold. Sometimes it would be a man-made sheepfold, but oftentimes it was just something up there in the rocks. There'd be a cave and he would lead the sheep inside this place where they would be safe for the night. And this always would take place as he would lead those sheep into the sheepfold, he would count them one by one. That's, we have that story of the shepherd who had a hundred sheep and he lost one. He had counted them and one had gone astray. But back to our story he would count these sheep one by one and as he was counting them he was also examining them to see if they had any nose flies to see if they had any cuts or if they were sick or ill any infections and he would anoint them with oil one by one he didn't just take a bunch of oil and throw it at them As they came through, he would use that rod, kind of like a turnstile, and he would anoint it with oil and let the next one go through because it was his flock. Under his care, they were his responsibility, and he made sure that his sheep were anointed with this oil. And in the same way, I want you to know that God in heaven cares about his flock God cares about His church. This is His flock. This is His church. He cares about you. He cares about you. He cares about you. He cares about you. He cares about each and every one of us. I don't care if there's only 25 of us or if there's 25,000 of us. He cares about each and every one of us corporately and individually. So that when you go to bed and lay your head on your pillow, you can know for sure that there's a God in heaven that cares about you. And when you go through the valley of the shadow of death and you feel like you are surrounded by your enemies, you have a shepherd that cares about you. Medicinal reasons, relational reasons. Number three, for personal reasons. This might seem like a small point, but this is a very significant point. What did David say specifically? He said, you anoint my head with oil. See, David has a relationship with the good shepherd. David has a personal relationship he didn't say uh, god you you anoint all head all the sheep with oil he has a personal relationship and so he writes oh god you have anointed my head it's a personal relationship that david has think about how many people are on this planet seven to eight billion people and god cares about every single one of them write this down you matter to God. You matter to God. If you read this psalm, the first four verses talks about the importance of the shepherd, and, and it's good. But these later sections talk about how much the sheep actually matter to the shepherd. Oil was not cheap oil was expensive so a shepherd would never waste oil on a sheep unless the sheep really mattered and so again I say to you that God cares about you David when he was about oh 10 11 12 years old he's just a little boy and uh, this was over in Israel And David had seven brothers. There were eight boys living in that house. Eight boys. Can you imagine? And one day a prophet, Samuel, shows up at David's house. His dad's name was Jesse. So we call it Jesse's house. And the prophet says to Jesse, he said, Jesse, I've been sent here by God. One of your sons is to be anointed the next king of Israel. Go gather your sons. And so David or Jesse gathers up seven of the boys. He left David. David is a runt kid out in the field goofing off. Right? So. Samuel says, one of your sons is going to be the next king of Israel. Go get your sons. And Jesse only brings seven. Now, this is bad parenting. How many children do you have? You got five. Okay. Someone shows up at your house and says, hey, one of your five children is going to be the next president of the United States. Go get them. Get all five of those kids. He's told, one of your sons are going to be the next king of Israel, and he leaves David out there in the field and brings the seven boys. Samuel's got a horn of oil. He's going to anoint. And he looks at this first boy and goes, that's well, not him. Hmm, not him. Goes down the line, all seven. He turns to Jesse, says, Jesse, none of these boys are, are to be the next king. Do you have any other boys? And Jesse says, well, I got this kid. He's like, he's the runt of the litter. He doesn't weigh 45 pounds dripping wet. Can't be him. He said, let me see him. He said, go get David. They bring David back. He stands before the prophet. And God says, this is the one. and samuel takes this horn of oil and he anoints this boy oh listen you may think that you are insignificant you may think that you are the runt of the litter you may think that you're just a punk kid out in the field that no one in your immediate family understands you. You're all, you're all alone. You might feel as though you're surrounded by your enemies and that everybody's out to hurt you. I want you to know that God sees you. God knows you. God understands you. God loves you. And God desires to anoint you with oil. It's a blessing for us to bring this
0: program to you every day. four seven seven seven. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach.
2: It's almost time for Revival 2022. This October 15th through 19th at Porter Ranch Campus. Join Pastor Dudley Rutherford for this special five-day event right here at Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch. You'll experience electrifying music, A powerful time of worship and relevant and timely preaching that is sure to uplift your soul. The city of Los Angeles needs the message of hope of Jesus Christ now more than ever. Invite your friends, family, and co-workers to this free event where everyone is welcome. Our guests will be best-selling author, CEO, and speaker, Dr. Rick Rigsby. Comedian, author, and speaker, Nazareth. Lead pastor of Mosaic Church, Erwin McManus. Best-selling author, Bob Goff. Miles McPherson, the lead pastor of Rock Church. And J. John, an amazing speaker and author. You'll also enjoy some amazing worship experiences with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Israel Houghton and singer-songwriter Jesse LaBelle, as well as our very own Risen Choir. Don't miss this special five-day event at our Porter Ranch campus, October 15th through 19th. Our address is 19700 Rinaldi Street in Porter Ranch. Join us for Revival 2022 as we worship, learn about, and love on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
0: I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.